Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Ah, that's from that one thing. Yes, Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Or Happy Holidays. Happy Horror Days. (laughs) 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 And uh, this particular movie uh, reminded me that it can be horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so we are doing a special episode of Hounds of Horror for all y'all to listen to while you're not at your families for Christmas because thanks COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a downer. (laughs) Merry Christmas anyway. (laughs) And happy holidays. We are a gift. Uh, We're a what? We're kind of like a gift. (laughs) A gift. Yes. A gift. A gift. A gift. We are a gift and a gift. We are both. Yes. Eventually we will. (laughs) It'll probably be me burping on something, but We're kind of not dissimilar to the gifts given in Krampus, actually. We seem like we're probably nice, but in the end, you probably would have wished you just we'll left us outside. It turns out it's a attic snake, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Merry Christmas, everyone. This was our attempt to give you all a gift because we're too cheap to buy you anything real. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> All right, everybody. It was just so. a gingerbread man with a nail gun. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. That's not how nail guns work, but we'll get into that. Also, <laughs> that wasn't a nail gun, but we'll get into that. It was, too. <laughs> it was a Brad nailer, but we'll get into that. That's a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, technically, I guess you're right. Are you saying my Brad nailer is not a nail gun? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm going to tell it you said that. Don't tell her I said that. Don't tell Braddy I said that. Bradley. <laughs> Brad Bradleyton. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess just in case you guys don't know, I'm Victor. <laughs> I'm Max. And I'm Kitty. And this is our now twice a week podcast for just this week only. Just this just week only. Don't get excited. <laughs> one out of the 52. So <laughs> Just the one week, actually. <laughs> so we are doing a special episode this week, like we said, about Krampus. And I guess... Um, We'll just jump right into it. We're not going to do housekeeping stuff. We already did that no, two days that. ago or yesterday or whatever. It's it was. Christmas. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> Max, how do you feel about it? I don't care. That's what I thought. <laughs> did you well, do? You can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail dot com. Just nope, to... <laughs> nope. We're not, we're not. We're not doing housekeeping. Oh wow! Wait, am I still a, doing I my actor was... stuff? No housekeeping. Uh, what do you mean? Like I wrote actor stuff down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're still doing actor stuff. That's part of the movie. I spent time. I'm comparing. just saying that we're. <laughs> I feel like that was a really straightforward question. Am I still doing actor stuff? What do you mean? <laughs> I thought I thought he said after stuff, <laughs> like stuff after the podcast. And I was like, did we have plans? I don't remember. This. <laughs> Eggnog with bourbon. Uh, <laughs> so, for your Christmas treat, dear listeners. We did do the movie Krampus, 2015. Krampus. I'm sure many of you are relatively familiar with the idea of Krampus. He's like Santa Claus, but exactly the opposite. She says he's the shadow of Santa. The shadow of Santa. That's what Oma or Abba or whatever the grandmother's name was. I got tired of that lady real quick, let me just say. (laughs) (laughs) She was just trying to help. (laughs) Uh, we'll get into that. Took her half the movie to start speaking English. 
And I think she speaks German. That's what it sounded like to me. (laughs) It is 1,000% German. Yes. (laughs) So the Krampus, basically, if you're, well, if you're bad, Santa gives you coal. I guess if you're extra bad, the Krampus comes and, like, whips you on the behind with a switch. I don't know. Or his tongue. (laughs) Or his tongue. Well, this just got uncomfortable real fast. <laughs> I mean, my biggest influence for the Krampus is the Venture Brothers episode with the Krampus, so that's how I picture it all the time. With the Krampus? With the, the Krampus. Krampus. There's also an American Dad episode with the Krampus, and there's some other Krampus movies. Krampus is pretty freaking cool from what I understand, and there are a bunch of different inter- interpretations out there, but I believe most of them revolve around um, pagan deities. Who's clicking keys? I want to know who's clicking keys right now. Is opening a water bottle and it's crinkling. Okay, because I got so much I... shit for clicking keys last time. <laughs> it's good water. It's uh, a Cyndia water. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Acadia. <laughs> no, I like mine better because it sounds like a magic spell. Cyndia. Cyndia. I caught a lot of shit for clicking keys and for messing with stuff at my desk while we were podcasting that... I'm Specifically, your gun. Well, all it is, is <laughs> in the background, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Max, you can if silence you my once. stream, my 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 sine waves. Do you realize how much extra work that is going to be for me? Well, yes, because I did. What did I do? Paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. And trying to it. silence those lines. <laughs> If we've asked you once, we've asked you a thousand times, stop playing a pipe organ on stream. <laughs> yeah, I've got like the clackety balls with the jingle bells in them and I'm messing with my gun and <sighs> knocking some arrows and <laughs> shaking bottles around that have stuff in them. Anyway, I apologize. <laughs> I interrupted you. I agree. Krampus is cool. What else do you have? To I never us? said he was cool. He's not. He's basically like Satan Santa. (laughs) Satan Santa. Santa. Uh. (laughs) Satan. (laughs) They, wait. They have the same letters, just different. (laughs) That's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. If you rearrange them a different way, it spells snotta. We're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a third. (laughs) It's just if you're sort of meh at Christmas. Oh, who the hell isn't? It even isn't even about Christmas anymore. But <laughs> there is spending time with family, except this year. So, and probably next year, and probably forevermore. So, <laughs> uh, so starring in this, I use the word starring loosely. Um, yes, but there are people in this movie. It is starring one person. <laughs> we'll get to them. We have Adam Scott. As Tom Engel, mm. it is he was Ben. Him. Starring him, he was also <laughs> Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec, Parks and Recreation, and mm. Tom from Oh my gosh, what did I write? Oh, Fun Mom Dinner, which I've never so, seen, but I want to see it. It sounds like a lot of fun. It, it, yeah, and maybe also a mom. <laughs> yeah, he was also in like two episodes of Boy Meets World. <laughs> I don't comb through everybody's filmography when I do these bios. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't combing. I just saw him in it whenever I was rewatching Boy Meets World oh. like six months ago. 
Wow, rewatching Boy Meets World. Yes. Is Topanga still hot? Because she was hot back then. (laughs) And I have no idea how she's doing now. I mean, Danielle Fischel. I thought her name was Topanga. Yes. (laughs) She's Um, she's still still rocking it. She's had a little bit of work done, but like, yeah, she's still she's still hot. Okay. But she's not Topanga anymore, so it's not the same. The redhead from Boy Meets World is now a porn star. <gasps> mm-hmm. I mean, why would I care about that? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> At first... <laughs> no, to self? <laughs> my brain thought that you were going, Ugh, like you were disgusted, and oh, I was like... <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was doing, yep. <laughs> really? I was like, ew, yeah. But secretly, I'm like, you know, I want to know that actress's name later. <laughs> I can't remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> For my private time. Uh, <laughs> next up, we talk about porn a lot on the podcast. <laughs> Fair it comes enough. up a lot. It is, it's usually me <laughs> that talks about it. Uh, we should do one of those, um, what's it called when you feed up like an entirety of your like emails and messages into something and it, it creates like a word board and like the words you use more often are bigger i bet you diarrhea would be one of the biggest words that we have diarrhea <laughs> porn <laughs> like um <laughs> like and um and so anyway next up we have tony coletti as sarah engel she was mm. also annie in hereditary Show was. Mm-hmm. And Lynn Spear in The Sixth Sense. Really? I've seen one of those movies. I'm not going to tell you which. Hmm. And next we have MJ Anthony as Max Engel. And he also, I didn't realize it at the, at the time, but um, he also played in a movie I watched recently called Incarnate. He was Jake. That is also starring Aaron Eckert. I think that's his name. Okay. Does it also have Adam Scott in it? No, I don't think so. Okay, that must be a different one I'm thinking of. <clears throat> Incarnate, uh, real Aaron quickly. The redhead from Boy Meets World is Matlin Ward. M-A-I-T-L-A-N-D Ward. Matlin Ward. Yes. Or That's... Maitland? I, I think it's Matland. Now, the real question but... would be, is she using her actual name in these videos that she's making? I believe she is. Or did I she use, that... like... Star Sky or something. No, I'm pretty sure that part of the appeal and part of the reason why she has such a big fan base is because people know her. Mm, that makes sense. From Boy Meets World. Catapults yeah. herself. But also, your naming skills, Max, are about as on par as Peter Griffin's. <laughs> <laughs> My name is P. Tear Griffin. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but oh, I just you can pick to any also... name of any nice car. To be your sex name too, Porsche, mm. Mustang, Mercedes, Mercedes Audi. Prius. <laughs> Prius. Um, but the kid who played Max looks like it, neither of you are gonna know who I'm talking about, but maybe there are some other women about my age that know what I'm talking about. He looks like he could be the son of the kid who played Gordo in um, Lizzie McGuire. Uh, well, yep. I, okay. First of Don't all, why did is. you, why did you specify women? First of all, <laughs> because it is mostly women that were like obsessed with that show whenever we were teenagers. Oh. <laughs> well, also yes, it's I I know who you're talking about. So you outgrew the but, show, yeah. but you didn't outgrow saying like. 
No, not at all. Yeah, well, me neither, I guess. Uh, I've had a solid 16 years to get down like. <laughs> I know who that was, so does that make me a woman? Am I an honorary woman now? Because I knew who that was. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I mean, you're an honorary woman because of other reasons, but not because of <laughs> that, I don't think. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, MJ Anthony... <laughs> Also in Incarnate, mm-hmm. which I thought was a very good movie. It's the one where Aaron Eckert's in a wheelchair, and he's using psychic stuff to enter people's minds to depossess them. Depossess them? Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of that is. All right. It's very Un-possess supernatural-ish. Expossess them. Something like Expedite that. Expedite them? Expedite? Never mind. Let's move on. He calls it eviction. <laughs> So, <laughs> we need an exorcist. You exercise no, demons? No, I evict them. He says. <laughs> I need a sheriff to serve the papers first. <laughs> yes. Next up, we have. Oh heavens, Stephania. Stephan. Stephania. Stephania. Might be Stephania. Ooh, like that. Let's uh, go with that. I like Olavier that. Owen. The very Ooh, lovely can, Stefania Lavier-Owen. Can you say that again, but a little slower? Stefania Lavier-Owen. Mm, I like the sound of that. I like the way that you pronounce that. Nice. I'm not certain if that's the correct pronunciation, but that's I try to I try to read stuff the way I, you know, think it... I don't want to know if it isn't. Okay, well... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she played Beth Engel. And I, I looked through her filmography. There, she's been in some stuff, but not one of them did I recognize. Mm. So she I just looks, have her as Beth from Krampus. She looks like the girl that played Becca in um, The Ring. The girl who ends up in the psych hospital. Um, kind of. <clears throat> but, except Stefania Lavier-Owen is encased in freckles. Which is nothing wrong I think with. It's, I think <laughs> no. it's Lovey. It's adorable. Lovey. Lovey. Could be. L-A-V-I-E. Lovey. Could be. Uh, okay. Her, I didn't write down the other girl's name, but if I'm reading the credits correctly, the other, I guess Howard had all daughters? Is that right? No. No, he had, he had the twins, and then he had Howard Jr., and then they had, uh, I don't know the baby's name. That they forgot in the Humvee. Yeah. Um, Autumn, maybe? I don't know. Well, okay. Well, one of the twins, I think, was um, Stefania Lavi Owen's actual sister, I think. What? Oh, wow. Either that or their That's... names are a coincidence. I didn't bother to look into it. I'm not that interested, but Again, they do I don't have a, a resemblance somewhat. A little bit, yeah. But I don't, I don't want to know if you're wrong. I, I like that. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, we have David uh, Cockner. I think that's how you say his name. Koshner. Kochner? Kochner. Maybe Kochner. Kochner? yes. <laughs> I never Lolo knew his name. Owen. <laughs> What's that? Lolo Owen. Lolo Owen. Yeah, I, I assume that was her sister. She's also one of the Coco Melon children. I don't uh, know what that means. <laughs> Every parent is now annoyed that you brought that back up. <laughs> I don't know what a, I don't want to know. Um, you don't. It's fine. Don't no, move on. Anyway, he plays Howard, 
and you will recognize him from a lot of bit parts and a lot of other movies. Uh, he was um, Champ Kind in Anchorman, which yeah, I've never it. really seen, except for the RV bowling ball scorpion part. <laughs> I really don't like, I can't stress enough, I don't like Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, throw, put up all of Will Ferrell's movies and throw a dart. There's a good chance you'll hit one that has him in it, or John C. Riley, or both. Yeah. I, I like Elf, <laughs> mm. and I liked The Other Guys. That was a great movie. I really but every other freaking movie with him and John C. Riley and whoever, I can't stand it. <laughs> <sighs> John and, C. Riley was in the Hollywood production of um, Chicago. <laughs> he planade plate. He planade. He planade. He's got a planade. <laughs> Renee Zilwiger's husband. Oh, that's fun. Uh, oh, good for him. <laughs> uh, he was also Larrabee in Get Smart. And I remember that because The Rock stapled a piece of paper to his head. And I thought that mm. was funny. That's yep. funny. Um, I, I want to point out really quick. I'm, I was looking through the, the other people that you're not going to mention. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Some, <laughs> some of the elves' names were Lumpy, Dumpy, and Clumpy. <laughs> and Seth Green voiced Lumpy. Wow. Wait, they call them elves? <laughs> yeah, the, the little guys who come in and steal the little girl, they they called them elves. They're basically the shadow elves. I guess. <laughs> it looked but, like a scene out of uh, that movie that I still don't understand. Compulsion. <laughs> oh. Hmm. If anybody's seen that, I've tried watching it again and I have no idea what it's about. But those things look like they came out of that movie. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. I was just looking at. Okay. All right. Ruprecht the elf. <laughs> so. Sorry. <laughs> I just giggle over here for a little bit. All right. So our movie starts out with probably one of my favorite intros to any movie ever because it was probably a lot of fun to film. Yeah. It's really accurate, too. It, it <laughs> is. I was just thinking, yep, like this is. This is Black my Friday. opinion of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> For all of our listeners, um, all two of you from across the pond, yes, that is an accurate depiction of what Black Friday in America is like. Yep. Um, yeah, literally, I think it was either last year or the year before that someone did get trampled to death. It yeah. happens every year. It's horrifying. And there are videos of people breaking through the glass doors because they want to get... All right, so... <laughs> Um, Max was Rudolph. Were you? <laughs> I don't recall that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what happened with him. He got into a fight with somebody? He pushed some kid into the manger for telling a younger child that Santa didn't exist. <laughs> and at least that was what I understood. Okay. Okie doke. Um, is, is that what it was, or? I, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, what was the question? I, I didn't hear it. He pushed. He pushed a a a kid into the manger for telling a littler kid that Santa didn't exist. Um, multiple littler kids. Okay. I. It was really hard for me to hear. Um, Away in a manger. 
Mm-hmm. And no crib for a bed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he was dressed up like Rudolph for some reason and making some sort of an appearance in a living nativity or whatever. No, he said rehearsal. The dad clearly says something about him screwing up rehearsal for everyone. And I don't. Why were they having a rehearsal at a mall? I don't understand. That's just completely glossed over. There's an American Dad episode about that. There's an American Dad episode about everything, apparently. Um, so they get home and they start having this conversation and the grandmother is making cookies and fruitcake and all kinds of desserty Christmassy She things. is a fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. And <laughs> um, Max is explaining what's going on and then his dad gets a phone call and well right before he gets a phone call adam scott's character what's his name in the movie uh tom tom Mm -hmm. he says to his mom don't work too hard ma uh whatever his wife's name why am i I, i'm usually really good at names of people in movies and i am having a really hard time with this one what was his wife's name tony collette's character sarah 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 uh yeah, so he goes, don't work too hard, Mom. Sarah bought cookies. <laughs> it's so rude because there's already so many things made yeah. sitting on the table. Uh, but we do see, too, right before they get home, the there's like a bell or something. Something jingles or makes a thump. And the grandmother kind of like looks around as if she's looking for something to come and attack her. I think it was the sound of the family coming back and all their groceries clinking around mm. as they were coming in the door. But I like going back and, and thinking about this after seeing the movie. That's where they start to set up this idea that Christmas and the Christmas spirit have kind of lost lost or left these people. Um, because, like, uh, because... Because... Uh, sorry. Oh the Christmas spirit has started to leave these people... Because Adam Scott's character clearly says, don't work too hard. You know, my wife bought a bunch or Sarah bought a bunch of cookies and stuff. And that's super shitty. Like, you know, you have someone at home who's making this stuff for you and they're working hard on it. But you're just going to buy some stuff like it's just shitty. And she's insistent upon the house being perfect. Sarah is. Sarah is. Mm-hmm. And so she goes off to start um, setting things up and Max wants to wrap presents and watch a Charlie Brown Christmas because that's been their tradition. Can we call him something else? Like the boy or something? You keep saying Max and I want to believe that Max was in this movie. Little Max. <laughs> <laughs> Little Max. Let's Little. call him that. Little Max. That works. <laughs> and um, and it's super sad. It's super sad. And I'm- uh. I keep wanting to call him Ben. Tom. Mm. <laughs> Tom. Tommy. <laughs> Says, uh, essentially that Max's punishment, little Max's punishment for screwing up things at the mall is that he doesn't get to wrap presents. And- that he gets to do it on his own. You can do <laughs> oh, that alone. Yeah. And all he wants to do is is have a normal Christmas and have it be like it used to be with his parents and his sister. And that's, I get that. I remember. Oh, that's so sad. I remember, I remember when Christmas stopped being the same thing anymore. It stopped being Christmas. Like, traditions changed or 
whatever it might be and you realize that it's it's not quite the same and it's different because you you grow up and you see things differently and things just change as you get older but it's so hard because that's all he wants all he wants is to just have one christmas with his family where they all spend time together and they get to enjoy each other's company on what's supposed to be a day that's about spending time with your family and and being thankful and and giving and it's sad that his punishment and it's very apropos for the movie but his punishment is to do that alone don't throw your ten dollar words around <laughs> uh it's more like a 275 word really <laughs> Not I, I am inflation. i'm slightly emotionally stunted so I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for max <laughs> I do, because I, I know what that feels like, too. I, I enjoyed... I, I've always enjoyed Christmas with my, my family, but there was one year that my mom was sick, and we didn't end up getting to go, and I was super upset. Like, self It is different when you're a kid. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was 25. This was, like, uh. four years ago. <laughs> Six, thank you very much. Oh, sorry. And we got... <laughs> no, no. This was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we got Chinese takeout. <laughs> you did. And I drank wine and sulked and we watched Castle. That sounds like so. a great day to me. It really was, to okay. be honest with you, it was nice. This is you who gets to see their parents, like, constantly. It's I get true. To, I get to see my mom, like, four times a year if I'm lucky, so... To be fair, I do enjoy celebrating stuff with my very close family and friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, my parents and my sister and her family, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this and that's why just watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, these are all the reasons why I'm not so big on the holidays. Because I remember we used to have all our relatives over, Ugh. but a lot of them were shits. Well, some of them were. And it's like I don't, I don't miss not seeing these people at all. Like, why spend a day that you're supposed to have with your family and it's supposed to be good and warm and happy, and you got to spend it with people you don't want to talk to? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the other nice thing about getting older is that you can start your own traditions that don't involve people you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I realized when I became of a certain age, I don't have to spend time with those people. I can not yeah. invite them to yeah. things, and I don't. So I also think there's some green hair starting to grow on my body, and my eyes are turning a little yellow. But Your heart's shrinking to two sizes too small. <laughs> several, size, several sizes too small. <laughs> All right. So Max is having, little Max is having a pretty terrible Christmas, and it just, it, it gets worse in a way or in multiple ways that only a movie situation can like <laughs> just some this, of the things that this when, when Howard shows up with his family, I'm like, there's cousin Eddie from national lampoons yeah. Christmas vacation. You know, shitter's full. That yeah, one. It, it did really feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing the same hat. Their family life seems to be rather similar. Yeah. Uh, they, and I also thought while they're sitting around eating, I'm like, is this the beginning of uh, Home Alone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just before Howard and his his hellions show up, Beth is talking to Sarah in the family room or whatever, and Sarah is hanging up their traditional Christmas photo. They go to the mall every year and get a picture with Santa. Mm-hmm. And in the picture, Tom is 
exaggeratedly rolling his eyes like he doesn't want to be there and santa is staring at beth's ass <laughs> I a <miss> high that. <laughs> schooler mm-hmm. and <laughs> sarah just rolls her eyes <laughs> walks away and leaves it hanging on the wall yeah <laughs> and that's when the comment is made where beth says to sarah they're the reason people shouldn't breed. You said that. Those and are your words. Sarah says, no, I said, they're the reason that people should have to take a test before they breed. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, Roxy, is that the dog's name? Uh, uh I don't even, it was, there was see, even that dog from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> it was before they showed up, so. I it was, um, but she, she's upset that they're oh, coming right. over because the dog shit in her bed the previous year. Mm-hmm. And she claims that it wasn't the dog, but it was one of the twins that did it. Because she goes, there was human shit in my bed. <laughs> oh boy, I wish I could say I hadn't been there. And After then, having, I'm, I'm sorry, I just pushed my push to talk button. Um, <laughs> so there might be a click there. Just the one click, but, uh, actually. <laughs> um. Oh, what was I going to say? I don't remember what I was going to say. I was talking about the human shit in the bed. Human shit in the bed. I mean, seeing Howard's spawn, it's not surprising. (laughs) They're pretty (laughs) awful. They probably would have done it just out of spite. They're a bunch of turds, so... They are a bunch of turds. (laughs) But, listeners, this is the point where I have to tell you, I love Adam Scott. I love him whatever he does. I love love his his line delivery. Whenever they come in and he's looking at the two of them and they're settling in and getting ready and he looks at him and he's like wasn't there another child <laughs> <laughs> oh sarah said that like don't don't you have another child <laughs> She's like, um that's when uh, uh what's the cousin or brother-in-law what's his name linda no no no, no. what's the the brother-in-law's name? the brother-in-law uh, let me look here. um howard howard yeah um, howard uh but that's when he's like, oh, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back out and he brings her back inside. He, goes, he says something about her shitting everywhere. This warhead is armed. And, oh, yeah. And Linda goes, oh, my God, you smell so bad. Yeah. <laughs> she's so relatable. <laughs> is that okay? Is Linda the aunt that they brought with them? No, that is hold on aunt Marjorie or something like that. Uh, uh, Aunt Dorothy. I was close. Aunt Dorothy. Uh, Omi. That. Omi. That's that's Obi. what they call. That's oh, what Omi. They, Omi. They call the grandma. But um, yeah, Conchata Farrell. Oh. Is the name of the, the aunt. I'm gonna um, pretend that's Will Farrell's mom because that makes me happy to think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, funnier if she's Colin Farrell's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be even better. <laughs> She speaks German for some reason. No, Conchetta, <laughs> the Aunt Dorothy. Oh, 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 my my mistake. Then oh. why'd you say Omi? What was that about? Sorry. Oh, you I, looked up the I, name. Yeah, okay. I just saw it. On, you on set my me up to be confused. I did. But. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> um, so. Um, so. Um, so, like, anyway. Anyway. Uh. So they start the Christmas dinner and it inevitably goes poorly because everyone 
I've been at Christmas dinners that were awkward, but again, this is like TV or movie awkward. Like things are just really (laughs) out there. Like they're not even subtle. They're just really out there and it's pretty awkward. It gets pretty bad. Is having a conversation. Well, (laughs) Dorothy and Howard and Linda are all being real fucking nitpicky about this meal that Sarah made because it, it's too fancy for them and it, spirals into an argument about how well you probably only you're you're only used to things that are mac and cheese and hot dogs (laughs) (laughs) that sounds all right to me and linda goes yeah (laughs) duh. (laughs) why wouldn't you want mac and cheese and hot dogs (laughs) but she um i just again like i I promise this will be probably the the fourth out of 50th time i say it but um 50 times i say it but i love the way adam scott handled the situation he's like dinner's great honey it's like mine's a little dry he's like what mine's really great honey mine's good (laughs) he doesn't argue with them he's it's just because mine's really great honey sarah gives him this death glare of don't pity me like <laughs> Those are her relatives, aren't they? Aren't they all her relatives except for Omi? Yeah, it's his sister, oh, or her yeah. sister, and her brother-in-law, her husband. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember oh, if it's then or later, but uh, Howard makes the comment about oh he wanted to go to his brother's oh. for Christmas because he has a pig farm. Yeah, <laughs> that comes up multiple times later. Yeah. And uh, she goes into the the kitchen. Sarah goes. Into I the had kitchen to, to start well, the to whole dinner thing was going on. I uh, I wrote uh, loading up some Krampus fodder here. Mm-hmm. I wrote everyone in this family needs to be nicer to Max. <laughs> Little Max. I wrote they deserve to be Krampus. So <laughs> they all kind of do. I mean, really, they do. They're all pretty shitty. And then that's when <clears throat> for some reason I have a. I have a frog or Krampus in my throat and I can't seem to get it. Um but that's when like in full view and earshot of everyone, the little or the the two girls start reading Max's Christmas list out loud and no one does anything. No one stops them. They get all the way to the end of it before anyone says like And everyone's listening. Yeah. And it's it's sad of course. It kinda tugs on the heartstrings as it's supposed to, but like I just listening to that. I was like, listening to that. I felt like someone should have gotten involved. Yeah. It takes a while. Eventually, Tom says he he scolds Max. He scolds little Max. He's like, he says something about Max. Stop that! Or like, don't do that. And the whole time, Beth is trying to stop him from jumping over the table and attacking them. But they're being awful human beings. They're being terrible. And yeah. the the list that he had was. That he didn't want anything for himself. He wanted him and Beth to spend more time together. He wanted his parents to love each other again. That's when it got everybody's attention. Like, yeah. Tom heard that. And he goes, oh, what? And turns his head. <laughs> and um, he wants things to not be hard for Linda and Howard anymore. And they didn't read the whole thing on the back, but... He wrote something about how Howard wished that his girls were all boys. I assume it was something along the lines of Howard can stop. Like, I wish Howard would stop hoping that his girls were were boys or regretting that his girls weren't boys or something like that. 
I, I honestly, there was at some point in the movie I realized the girl sitting next to the girl was a girl. <laughs> That's intentional, I'm Jordan. sure. Yeah, she was yeah, wearing Jordan. a hat that and had a short haircut that made it look like she was a boy. And that's what it seemed like at first. And then. I mean, I went to high school with somebody who looked exactly like Jordan, but he was a boy. (laughs) Well, Howard Jr. looked exactly like Jordan. They looked exactly the same. I I don't know if they were actually (laughs) siblings or not, but they looked very, very similar. Yeah, there's some really good casting in this movie. (laughs) There is, yes. And. Inevitably, they get into a big fight and. I don't remember how that... Oh, it resolves with Sarah coming in going, who wants creme brulee? And then it, like this huge fight starts. Yeah. Little Max <laughs> like lunges at Stevie and Jordan. During the fight, Max eventually gets his letter back and he runs upstairs to his room. And his dad comes up. And knocks on the door and he says, can I come in? And Max says no. And his dad comes in anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Just walks into the room. And they have a little heart to heart about. And you know what? I'm on Max's side. His dad, Tom, makes some generalization about how you have to spend time with your family during the holidays. Because even though you don't like them, they're your family. And Max says, but why? And it's true. <laughs> if your family is yeah. toxic and terrible, walk the fuck away. Yeah. You don't have to be there for that. And that's what he yeah. says. He responds and, and says, uh, well, all right, you got me there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And I, I don't spend time with people I don't like. <laughs> yeah. We only have so it's- long. We only have so many hours or minutes or days or whatever. Why spend them with people who make you wish you had less? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously. <laughs> and he goes over and he starts putting his his letter in the envelope and then gets mad and tears it up and throws it outside and that's supposed to represent the extinguishing of hope, the loss of hope or the joy or spirit of Christmas, I guess. Yeah. That's all you have to do to some of the Krampus, by the way. <laughs> Is tear up a piece of paper and throw it out your window? Yep. Oh, okay. I would do it so fast. So then a crazy storm rolls I in. Have a note here that says, I need to know more about the noodle incident, but I don't remember why I wrote that. Oh, there's a comment where it's after he jumps the, over the table and after they have the heart to heart and he throws the letter out the window. There's a part where Max says something. Oh, right. I don't remember the conversation, but the mom and the dad are in the same I room. Think in the Tom same... tries to make a an allegory to eating spaghetti or something. No, he says something about the Max. noodle incident. They somebody specifically said the noodle incident because I put it in I think quotation marks. Sarah says something about this is worse than the noodle incident or or something along those lines. It's a reference, and Tom specifically goes the noodle incident. I'm like, <laughs> He doesn't know what it is. Yeah, he just know. as confused as we are. But yeah, it was something along with <laughs> another little thing they just kept sort of pepper in. I also kind of got the impression from the interactions between Sarah and Linda that this was maybe their first Christmas without their mom. It did kind of feel that way, yeah. Yeah, it did seem like it. And I know that a lot of the time 
death in families makes things kind of weird for some reason. I don't know why. Just people get all up in their grief and can't maintain regular relationships with people that they had been okay with before. It's hard to disassociate memories. When you spend time with someone who reminds you of someone you lost, you can't not think of that. It's hard to do. It takes a while. And people heal at their own speeds. But That's just my observation. Thank you for coming to I'm going to diagnose your problems with Victor. <laughs> so, Max, stop eating pickled jalapenos. <laughs> your throat makes that weird noise. <laughs> I know. But I hear it in my head. <laughs> the storm rolls in. Oh, and it's a good storm. It's scary. Yeah. It's a Although, pretty good storm. Snowstorms don't typically have lightning. But it's a pretty cool effect anyway. Yeah. I saw lightning in a snowstorm once. I know. I was with you. No, you weren't. Pretty sure it was at my house. My parents well, in that house. case, I saw it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it was not as fun the second time. The storm felt very James and the Giant Peach-ish to uh, me. A little bit, yeah. I don't know. Ugh, that movie way. had a centipede in it. <clears throat> it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific issue that Max has with movies. Uh, so they... I think it jump cuts the next day. Yeah. And there's like three feet of snow. And the power's out. I think it jump cuts the next... And the, the phone's next... out. Yeah. I think it jump cuts the next day. And there's roughly three feet of snow outside. And the power's out. And the phones are out. <laughs> And Beth makes the decision. <laughs> oh, it was me this time. <laughs> but also, you're jumping a little bit. I wanted to say that that snowman is fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because one of the first things that happens is Max goes to the window. Little Max goes to the window and looks out and sees a really creepy snowman. And no one else really. is listening to him, but he's got a point. Who made the snowman outside if they were all sleeping? And but see, I would have had the same response Tom did. Tom like, was like, like "Fucking are, cares!" Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, do the neighbor are, are the neighbors' lights on? I can't see. <laughs> when he said it's not just us, I thought he meant the storm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he meant that they weren't the only ones with a snowman. <laughs> we both had a very low opinion of. Tom's ability to estimate situations. <laughs> We're not Storm's, the only ones with a snowman. Storm isn't localized to our front yard. <laughs> and Beth makes the decision that she's going to go to her boyfriend Derek's house. Mm. It's only four blocks away. Only. Only. She'll be fine. It's not like city blocks, though. It's essentially s- suburb blocks. It's probably like half a mile. It's probably roughly half I a mile. I think suburbs are organized in cul-de-sacs more so than streets, but... How do you measure a cul-de-sac? <laughs> There's gotta be a joke there. <laughs> it's like... I'd imagine she's walking roughly four sacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if she yeah, if she walked La Voop on four cul-de-sacs, she's probably at her boyfriend's house. Probably. Walking your old neighborhood wasn't that far it would only take me about 20 minutes to get from your house to the end of the it was deceptive though you'd start out and think that it was only going to take you five minutes 
And then all of a sudden you've been walking for 25 minutes and you feel like you haven't gone anywhere because everything looks the same. Do you guys remember that time <laughs> that I came home and my face was bloody? <laughs> yes, when you got um, in a fight with the pavement and lost. I can't say I remember that. Oh, yeah, I do. I was going to say, yep. you don't remember me having gaping wounds on my face for a couple of weeks? <laughs> Well, I pro- I have hard times remembering stuff like that because it didn't affect me. <laughs> One of many times we went to the hospital and the doctor walked over to Kitty and very, very not subtly said, are you, are you okay? And you're like, are you Did okay? You <laughs> and Kitty's actively going, no, I tripped and fell. I really did. For the third time this week, I walked into I a swear. door. <laughs> <laughs> but she gets outside and realizes that she may not have thought this through the way that high school <laughs> girls dress for winter she would have died in five minutes <laughs> nah they're stone cold bitches <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you really feel <laughs> I mean <laughs> My experienced teenage girls are not <laughs> the nicest people in the world, so. <laughs> oh, no. Teenagers in general, but I guess I would agree with teenage girls. Yeah. <laughs> they can be mean, even still. Even still. At but... least, guys, you can be like chest hair, and you're all like, yep, we agree. <laughs> you walk up to a high school girl, and you're like, chest hair, and she's like, gross. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> this is going on Twittergram or whatever it is. <laughs> Insta- Even if we had that back then, we must have. Uh, Instagram, no. Oh please, MySpace. Don't. Let's not. Yes. Oh man, I do remember MySpace. What an awful invention that was. <laughs> I miss MySpace. It all went downhill once that was on the net. I used to decorate my MySpace <laughs> so hard. Uh huh. But. So she's she's out walking about <laughs> and doesn't even make it to Derek's house. Oh. Yeah, I don't think she even got there. We skipped over one very small part that is of some note. And oh, that is yes. when the delivery person, DHL, knocks on the door and <laughs> I don't know if it was intentionally supposed to be a stab or it was just something they wrote in because of, but they, Linda, I guess is this the cousin or the, the sister's name? Yeah. She opens the door and there's a DHL delivery person. And he says, package for uh, Sarah Angle, I guess. And while he's standing there, Linda looks out and sees that there's a a large sack. A very obviously creepy looking Krampus toy sack. And a cul-de-sac, if you will. <laughs> decides, <laughs> decides to bring it in. She asks him first, is this you? And he says, no, it wasn't me. It must have been the boys in brown. <laughs> <laughs> so she brings it in uh and that's really all you need to know about that i guess it's just it's somewhat important for later on but then I, I feel like i remember them having a conversation where it's like did you put this did you know this bag was here like you know what this bag that was on the porch is that what you're talking about yes this bag that was on the porch like they can't talk about it enough <laughs> well she also made some comment about like freaking rich people or something oh. like it's Howard when he grabs it because it's so heavy. He picks oh, yeah. it up and says, oh, rich people or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Beth is out exploring the frozen tundra that is 
that was once her cul-de-sac. It was Middle America. <laughs> she comes upon the the driver, right? The DHL driver? Or was it... No, she's walking through the street and that's... You hear the thump and she looks around and then she sees Krampus hit the one roof. And that's when, like... Oh, yeah. If I wasn't interested, which I was, I was enjoying it. But that's when the movie took on a whole new atmosphere for me. And I was riveted because that, that is not the point where it took on a new meaning for me we'll get to that later we'll okay. get to that later but this is the point where i was really interested because it looks good yeah. it looks really good and really creepy but the krampus should have stuck to jumping because <laughs> when he's walking around he can barely do like a third of a mile an hour so <laughs> it does kind of seem that way <laughs> He excelled in the long jump. and He lets people run just so he can jump in front of him. <laughs> but she tries to, to run and hide and she runs up to a truck. She assumes the only thing to hide under for 300 feet in any direction will conceal her presence somehow. Well, she sees the dead guy inside, too. Well, yeah. And... Doesn't... Didn't... Denounce? Doesn't, you know, doesn't take away from my point. No. If she hadn't been but terrified... he was just frozen... <laughs> Before that, then she was definitely terrified after that, and she ducked down underneath the truck. Trisha just thought it was a goat leaping from houses. <laughs> There's nothing malicious in freezing to death. No, not at all. Uh, I don't in, know why she was so freaked out. Inside your vehicle in middle America, it's a little weird. Well, but malicious, yeah. no. Weird. <laughs> yeah. She's laying under there, and Krampus leaps over to the truck and does a loop around it he cramps around for a bit yeah and you see his giant ass hooves and chains and shit and then he leaves and she's like oh, oh. and then she hears a noise behind her <laughs> she turns around and there's a jack in the box i was expecting somebody else to put it in there do, but there's do, a do, jack do, in the box well. <laughs> and <laughs> she, she just watches it for a minute and it very slowly lifts up and it's old and like dingy. I guess dingy. Kind of weird and creepy. The word that I'm looking for. And you just see the top part of the head of the thing mm. starting to come up out of it. And then she screams. And. And it slowly shuffles under the van and then the whole van starts shaking, which is odd. Like. Jurassic Park style? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Put this thing on the there and this goes over there. And Gotta be to the docks. Hiding now. under vehicles isn't a great idea. If you ever walk around a parking lot, it's not terribly difficult to see under cars. It's not. And depending on how recently that car has been running, you're very likely to suffer third degree burns very quickly. Which Maybe. Probably... And I never understood which was worse, third or first, so... Uh, I think third. Third degree. Third is worse. Yeah, I think with, with burns, it, it, it the higher the number is worse. But murder in the third degree is less than murder in the first. Yes, but that's not medical. Well, th that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Well, five degrees <laughs> Celsius, you're likely to freeze to death. But then... Why can't they have a standardized system for shit? I don't know. <laughs> because America hates the rest of the world. 20 dozen murders. <laughs> <laughs> but... I was pleasantly surprised i was not expecting her to be the first to die yeah agreed. i didn't yeah either 
I, like I was I was shocked a little bit actually. Also, just real quick, I really like the sound design in this movie a lot. Yeah, that howl job. that Krampus lets out as he's running around, it reminded me of, I think it's werewolves in London or something like that. But there's a really, really good sounding werewolf cry in one of those stereotypical werewolf movies. And that's what it reminded me of. The way that it like reverberates through the town is haunting and horrifying. And I really liked it. I'm looking up who did okay. the sound design. Mm-hmm. Oh, just real quick, too. It was directed by uh, Michael Dougherty. 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 Is that the guy with the mirror? <laughs> no, that's Michael Flanagan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, so I guess she's dead or whatever. Something. Snowman. Yeah. Um. Everybody, be honest. And How long did it take you to figure out the snowman thing? I figured it out immediately, actually. Okay. Yeah, it, like right away. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out after the second one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> None of them ever figured it out. No. Well, I don't know that Howard. Uh, well, we'll get into it later. Howie. Uh, so I don't remember exactly what happened after that. They're kind of schmucking around the house. Schmucking. Schmucking around. (laughs) It becomes nighttime. Okay. And is that when Tom and Howard decide that they need to go try and find Beth? Yes. I believe so. Yeah. That's Sarah and, well, Sarah and Tom have a nice moment first. They're looking out the window and. They make a joke about something and Sarah says, I miss us because they're joking and they actually have chemistry and they're talking to each other for five minutes without talking about work or phone calls or whatever, because he says that they don't have reception and he makes a joke about something. I don't know what it is. And it's a nice scene. Like it's, it's nice. It's too late for that bitches. Unfortunately. But yes, that's done getting Krampus. That's when she says it's been too, it's been so many hours uh, and Beth isn't back yet. And Tom says he'll, he'll go. See if you can find her. And phrases. Let's give it 48 to 72 more hours to see if she comes back. <laughs> also, I don't know if he was attempting, attempting to be manipulative, but the way that he... Oh, I guess he doesn't say that. Never mind. It's Tom. When Tom brings it up to him, it's Howard that says it's reconnaissance mission. Like, he's just waiting for any excuse to get away from the house. Yeah. <laughs> so they take his Humvee with guns. Lucinda. Lucinda, yes. Lucinda. And I'm all about people naming their vehicles. I think it was at this point where Granny was sharpening her meat cleaver whenever she realized that um, Beth wasn't back yet and she was starting to get concerned. Muttering to herself in German and and bringing hot chocolate. She tries really, really, really hard to get Tom to stay and says something to him about the fire. Yeah, they weren't supposed to let the fire go out. Keep it hot, I think she says. Sorry. But in German, does hot a fire keep in? <laughs> flammen. I know that's flames. <laughs> I had some flammen this morning. Hot is heiss. Heiss and flammen would be hot flames. Heiss and flammen. <laughs> I think. <laughs> sounds like a medication. <laughs> Ask your doctor about heiss and flammen. Do you have a flaming butthole? <laughs> Side effects may include. <laughs> Did you eat too much pickled jalapeno dip? <laughs> but she tries to get him to stay, and he won't. And um, she. Uh, well, I wouldn't either. If if 
that had been my daughter, I would have gone a lot. Yeah, no, same. And and I have a couple of problems with the parenting in this movie. Bigger problems than I previously had going forward. Kind of starts with (laughs) Omi? Oni? Omi. Oh, Oni's a a Japanese demon, not Oni. Omi. (laughs) Oni is the Japanese word for God, so. Oh, okay. Anyway, she could have... I mean, I it's also, you're not wrong. Okay, I, Sorry. I thought so. But anyway. But anyway, maybe they needed to have some shit happen before they'd believe her. However, she could have been honest with them to start. No one's ever just honest with somebody. Maybe if she had said it in English, they might have listened. <sighs> you racist prick. You might be right. <laughs> I just, I take issue with this. Like, I don't know where she came from. The old country or something. Germany? How long has she been living there? And we find out later she speaks perfect English. Her if you got something to say, and a majority of the people in the house are in danger, and they mostly speak English, just do it in English. She does whenever it comes to the important shit. Yeah. Yeah. Once, like two or three kids have been murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although uh, I, the ones that deserved it. Though. I feel like this was an attempt on the director's part to kind of make us just to give us that one more layer of uncomfortable or or just odd feeling like just to make us feel a little bit more uncomfortable and make us feel a little bit less at ease i guess which is the two ways of saying the same thing well her not has german origins uh so does santa claus i would argue that they both have pagan origins well yes they're pagan but they're german they're germanic pagan is a religion not a country Look, all right, there's only one of us here that didn't go to school, and that's me, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> but Yes, uh, before Germany was ever even remotely Germany. It was Prussia. I mean, Santa Claus, well, even before that. Okay, um, I knew something. You know, they had the legend of Santa and Krampus. And... Oh, the legend of Santa sounds like a fucking awesome game. <laughs> that should be what that movie was called with Mel Gibson. Ooh, Die the legend Art? of Santa. <laughs> No, not even remotely right. No, that's Bruce Willis. That's not even Mel Gibson. (laughs) Is he Australian? (laughs) So, listeners, since it's Christmas time, yes, he is Australian. By (laughs) induction, or whatever you call that. um, Immigration. Naturalization. Something. He's an immigrant. (laughs) I I recently watched, on Victor's recommendation, even though he hadn't watched it yet, he said there's a funny movie coming called Fat Man. Mm-hmm. And Mel Gibson is Santa Claus, and uh, an assassin comes after him. And I watched it going into it thinking, this is going to be ridiculous and funny. And it turns out, it was actually a pretty great movie. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch it's, it. It's totally worth watching. I mean, it is ridiculous and over the top, but like it was done in such a way that it was just worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was It was good. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Santa Claus is an elderly black lady with the sides of her head shaved and Ooh. Mrs. Claus, I meant. Is that what I said? You said Mr. Claus and an elderly black lady. <laughs> what I meant to say was Mrs. Claus is an elderly black lady. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Also, just for the listeners' edification, you left out one of the best parts. Who plays the assassin? Walton Goggins. That's right. Two <laughs> amazing. Walter Goggers. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Two amazing, amazing personalities <laughs> clash on screen, and I'm so excited. Anyway, um, <laughs> you should check it out, and I will check it out. Uh, you, the listeners. 
on Max's. It's, it's worth it. It's so worth it. <laughs> on Max's recommendation from my recommendation. <laughs> oh my god, where were we? We were talking about... Oh, uh, we were talking about her not talking German yes. to stuff. Yes. And but, Tom and Howard decide that they're going to go out into the snow. Yes. And they make it to Derek's house. Yeah, they... This is the point where I realize this movie has a lot of different layers. So it turns into a survival horror at this point where they start over the hill and through the snow to Derek's house we go <laughs> they start going out Merry Christmas out Merry snow. Chrysler and they get to <laughs> what makes them what makes them get their guns out is it... guns out guns out is it after they get <laughs> oh they find they find the snowplow thing oh the snowplow don't they right. yeah and the glass is like smashed in and then they're like no Which... Howard's like it's smashed out and then at first uh whenever tom's like i used to be a crime scene investigator it's smashed in (laughs) when at first he said that i was like oh you're an idiot you just have magical knowledge and then they panned over to it and it's very clearly like someone threw a fucking watermelon (laughs) through the windshield (laughs) (laughs) well i guess there's not really a whole lot of room for interpretation there he was an eagle scout (laughs) that's right (laughs) and uh i thought they'd bring that back up again i thought they would come back around and say because he was able to do some quick field medicine but anyway they get their guns out and they go to derek's and they get to derek's house and derek's house is empty except for snow and shit and there's a knife pinning something to the fridge gingerbread man yeah it's a gingerbread man i i was a little i think one of the evil ones it was indeed. Oh, I believe it's uh, it uh, akin to the Thing movie. They found a place where this Krampusing has already happened once. Mm. And that is why there's a gingerbread man pinned to the fridge with a knife. Yes. The, I believe this is where the family that they're going to see had their last stand. And he even eats some of it. He takes he, It's yeah. supposed to be funny. And there were a couple of times in this oh, movie where the jokes worked for me and a couple of times where they really didn't. But this is one that I thought was funny because he's looking at it and says... Sometimes those jokes are really working, but then again, they aren't. But then again, they aren't. <laughs> I must say. He looks at it and says, whoever did this was one sick son of a bitch, or something like that. And then walks away, <laughs> taking a bite of it. Okay, I was sitting a little too far away from the computer screen while we were watching this. So I didn't see the gingerbread man. Mm. And I was like, it's nice in the fridge. What makes somebody <laughs> sick about that? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> But now, here's a question for my fellow hosts, Mm co-hosts. In the movie The Thing, which we're going to get to one day. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never seen it. Ooh. Well, this isn't really a spoiler. I I mean, I probably... The base that they're in eventually burns down. Right. And in the beginning of the movie, they go to the Scandinavian base, or Norwegians. Yes. And it's it's all burned up and exploded. They actually filmed everything at the American base and then burned it down and then filmed the beginning of the movie and just used that as the burned out Norwegian base. Now, that's clever planning. It is. And you had to do that in the 80s, I feel like. It was a different Uh, time. So my question is this. Derek's house that they go to, was that just their house after it's been all wrecked up? (laughs) It might have been. And they filmed that last? It might have been, but I think they had enough money for this movie that they probably could have done two sets. Although they did, they were like cookie cutter houses. They were a bit, yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't matter. It would have looked exactly the same anyway, but 
So that's when, <laughs> while they're looking around, oh, just a quick note, listeners, Max and Kitty know this, but I get really excited anytime that there's a prop or anything in a movie where there's foam perfectly cut out for that thing. So whenever he pops open that drawer in the back of Lucinda and the guns are in their perfect foam cutouts, I got really excited. I may have let out okay, a Okay, stop the podcast. I have to show you my new gun case. You do. You're really going to like I'm it. I'm really going to like it. I thought you were about to say that you had shit. I have to shit. Stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... So they're searching around the house, and then uh, they hear Beth scream. Yeah, and I think that's when they go yes. back to Lucinda. And get out the big And guns. find out Lucinda's been wrecked. Oh, I thought they yeah, already had their guns. Oh, they might have already got the big guns. I'm pretty sure they were walking through the house with their guns. Because they wouldn't have made a joke about it whenever he gives her the, gives him the revolver. Mm, yeah, same When she was screaming. Because he You're says, right. it's heavy. And he says, yeah, it's Linda's. <laughs> and he's so, like, put out about it, too. He's like, you brought guns to Christmas? <laughs> and Howard's like, Yeah. <laughs> Shepherd's got to protect his flock. That's right. And so and now we get to the monster in the snow, which was using thing noises, by the way. <laughs> it was. Are we just that talking weird... about the thing now? Is that, is that it was tremors, by the well, way, of, by way of thing. It it felt very tremors esque yeah. to me, and I liked it. And you never do find out what the snow thing was. Uh-uh. Do you? No, it's it was just, an invisible. It's a lump under the snow. Tremor. It's like Dune. But that's that's a really fun moment. There, it, there are multiple times in this movie where they, they're able to ramp up tension and then they bring it back down again so that you don't get fatigued of just being like freaked out the entire time. And that's one of them where they really ramp it up where she starts screaming. They go running out into the blizzard and Howard says, like, he's like, Tommy, slow down. And then you hear the crunching noise and something bites his leg and starts pulling him around like a shark. <laughs> wriggling around the water. I- I, I we had this conversation in paranormal activity. We did, and I but this is you're wrong. This is like a movie shark. This is exactly how Jaws <laughs> went. It felt like Jaws. It grabbed him by the leg and started wriggling him around. This movie was just a fun. It, it's also like Tremors, as you said. Mm-hmm. It's also like Starship Troopers. It's also <laughs> like uh, stuff. Uh, stuff and things. So Tommy saves him, and they eventually he by shooting at the the invisible thing, and. Yes. Then the invisible thing—that is going to be the name of my first porn movie that I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you <laughs> under your bed pushing up on the mattress. <laughs> so he shoots at it, and then he saves Howard, and then real quick, I have a question for you guys. There's when he saves Howard, he holds up the gun, and Howard looks at him and says tommy as though he's gonna shoot him did you guys get that feeling i i did it, it did seem like they were setting up looking like he was just gonna blow howard away <laughs> but then i'm i realized he's not going to do that i got more of the impression that he was just concerned that tom was going to be shooting a gun in his general direction oh uh, okay that's <laughs> Good character development. If a monster jumps on me or something, you have permission <laughs> to shoot in my direction. In your general direction. I, I don't care if you even wing me a little bit, as long as you kill the thing. What if I accidentally <laughs> kill you? Well, then I won't care. <laughs> That's a very fair point. <laughs> okay. so. My troubles are over, so 
you guys still have a monster to deal with. <laughs> well, it might be satisfied with you for a while. <laughs> Max, Max, shove your fist in its mouth. <laughs> I just hope I have enough time to go. As the bullet strikes me, I go, bitch, and then die. <laughs> I'm going to haunt your ass. <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> if I ever accidentally shoot you fatally, <laughs> I give you permission to call me a cunt. <laughs> Alright, I, I will. I will absolutely do that. <laughs> so they managed to limp back quite literally to the house. I'm also fatigued, and yet also I'm wired because I drink a lot of coffee. So I'm not sure what's going on. But... I'm feeling very tired, but then I got on. <laughs> <laughs> I must say so it was after they got back <laughs> that Granny was all like <laughs> now that you have a yeah. six inch gaping wound in your leg I'll tell you so I can actually speak English <laughs> and also here's this horrible thing that happened and this part was actually really cool they did the Tim Burton-esque yeah. animation of her as they a did. little girl claymation I guess yeah, it was really cool. But, like, with weird silhouettes and stuff. And yeah. It was like what Tim Burton wished he could have done, but the, the producers were like, no, nah, this is for kids. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells the story about how everybody in her town had forgotten about Christmas joy and believing in the Christmas spirit. And, and Christmas. Was this Nazi Germany? I it kind think of it seemed like it. There, there's someone giving because people, someone gave her a loaf of bread, yeah. and then the townspeople took it from her and tore it apart and started like trampling each other. Like Black Friday. <laughs> like Black Friday. <laughs> like Black Friday. And the moral of the story was that Krampus came and. Well, she stopped believing. She she threw her Santa stuffed animal plush thing into the fire. Oh, her parents also ripped the doll. A yes. Little bit. Yeah. They're like, you stupid brat. There's no Santa. And they ripped and it. And you don't get bread. And Yeah, no bread. <laughs> whenever she burned her Santa effigy, <laughs> Krampus came and murdered her parents. Yeah. Yep. And, and I thought maybe some townspeople and too, the rest of the town but, it sounded um, like yeah, they did seem like that. But can I say thank goodness we live in a place where I've never been so hungry I didn't know what I would do for a loaf of bread. Yeah, that's very fair. I am. It's the holiday season. I am thankful that I don't have to think about things I would do for a loaf of bread. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so. She tells this whole story, and then they decide to go and, um... Was this? Kill her. I think no. that was actually after Howie Jr. disappeared. I think that's when she tells the story. <gasps> wait, 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 wait! This is when I... This is my favorite part. So, I think that Howie... So, um, Howard takes first shift of watching. <sighs> I, of course, I, we all know what's going to happen I, whenever Howard takes first shift. He falls asleep, and the fire he starts does. to go out. It may have been from blood loss. So just a, another quick tip that you shouldn't actually follow because I'm not an expert in anything. But if you have a gaping wound and have lost considerable amounts of blood, you should not be the one to volunteer to take watch. Because there's a certain point where you may not be able to physically stay awake anymore. Just my <laughs> tip. So 
he falls asleep Already. and the fire starts to go out and Krampus starts making the most possible noise that he can. He's louder than the demon in paranormal activity. He really is. And nobody wakes up. Not a single person except for Howie. And Howie wakes up and he sees a gingerbread man in, in the chimney. The Krampus drops a chain with a hook oh, that's so down creepy. the chimney. Yes. And there also, is a gingerbread man. <laughs> make that noise again, Max? There's a gingerbread man, Miley Cyrus style. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I want to tell the story because this is where the movie changed for me. Oh, okay, let's hear it. But this was actually scary to me. Right. Because the Krampus drops the chain down with the hook and there's a gingerbread man wrapped in it. And he, it, it looks like a fishing line, but chain right. wires. Yeah. And he starts jingling it like a fishing hook. And whistling. And, yeah, and doing that weird noise. And I'm like, And this Augustus Galoot son of a bitch. Yeah, he did kind of. Gets <laughs> up and goes after a gingerbread cookie that's dancing and singing at him. Or no, I guess it wasn't yet. No, it was just. It was just there. And then he took a bite out of it. And that's when it came to life. And, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, Max. You you wanted to tell us. It didn't turn out to be as gruesome as I thought it was going to be. I thought Krampus was just going to yank up on the chain and hook him and drag him out of the Me chimney. Me too. Like a That's fish. That's kind of what I wanted, uh, to be honest. Yeah, but the little gingerbread man gets mad that he got eaten. And Even though that was the runs around point. Haas. We'll call him Big Haas because I don't remember his name. Howie. Howie Jr. Mm. <laughs> and wraps him up in a chain. And then he starts getting drug up the chimney by Crampy. And uh, I guess Sarah is the first one that notices and grabs his legs. Yeah. I think Tom actually notices, but they can't. And he's like, wife, do something. He can't get to him quickly enough. And Sarah, for some reason, is on it. And she's like a fox, just nimble. and She's extremely long. <laughs> I just, yeah. I was looking for the rating on Krampus and I just came across Rosie the dog. Rosie is her name. Was played by a dog named Thor. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> so they're. Well, it was PG 13. That's why it didn't hook him in the jaw. All right. That's fine. <laughs> well, I didn't say it had to be the jaw. It could have been anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> but I, as soon as I saw that it was a, a sharp, long, horrifying hook and chain, I thought the same thing. I was a little disappointed. I get it, but I was a little disappointed. So they're hoisting him up, and Sarah's able to grab his feet, and then Tom grabs her feet, and somebody grabs his feet. And they make a human chain. As they're going <laughs> up the chimney, Sarah sees the gingerbread man, screams at her, and I think that causes her to lose her grip. And then Howie, or Howard, runs up and grabs Howie's feet and can't hold on to him, I think. Yeah, and... Oh, and the Christmas tree gets caught on yes. fire. Yes, yeah, yeah. Some some cinders are going everywhere. Not cinders, embers. Which I guess the the heat helps drive them off. But I kind of thought that that was going to be a turning point for them. Like they'd understand that they needed to keep the fire going and that that was going to make a difference. But it didn't. Really. It didn't. And Omi went to sleep with everybody else. Yeah. So <laughs> also, her, like, I like I like the fact that there are a couple of times in this this movie that I felt the tone shifted too quickly for me, but. This was one that I actually kind of laughed at a little bit because he's looking up the chimney where his son was just pulled bodily by a chain 
up the chimney and is screaming and he can hear him yelling in the attic and he's looking up and his shoe falls and hits him in the face and he goes ah damn it (laughs) (laughs) oh even before that when howie gets pulled into the chimney you hear this comical like clang oh yeah that's right A lot of this reminded me of Dennis Nedry slipping in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Just before he's brutally eaten, (laughs) he slips and it's like, you know, it does like the little whistle noise. So this was a turning point for me because it was my realization that their efforts to save people probably weren't going to work. Yeah. Because I expected them initially to save Howie and they don't. And he just gets (laughs) up the chimney and... (laughs) <laughs> yeah once two kids get murdered in your horror movie you realize no one's gonna be safe yeah <laughs> and then everybody kind of splits up again <sighs> well that's the weird thing about this movie is that they most of the people that you would expect it's tom and sarah are very very rational and compartmentalized about thing and howard and linda aren't they're the ones that are being really honest with their feelings and they want to save their children and tom and sarah are like really on it we're not going to save them we can't save everyone we have to just get out of here and save ourselves like we can go and we can we can bring help back they're very survivalist about it yeah and dispassionate and they come up with this plan to go out and get the tow truck the snowplow 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 tom was gonna go out and get it and (laughs) <laughs> he opens the door and that's when there's a couple dozen snowmen out in the yard. I think it's Howard actually opens the door because he's going to go out and save Howie Jr. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. when they don't notice it, but we sure as hell do. There's a snowman with Howard, Howie or Howard Jr., Howie's dumpy little face and his scarf and stuff that he was wearing. Yep. And it's really fucked up yep and they go back inside and they talk about it and tom makes the decision that he's gonna go get the tow truck plow sure mr plow <laughs> samantha <laughs> ashley and <laughs> what's funny is that this episode's coming out before the episode that i just referenced so nobody's gonna get it <laughs> oh that's true yeah ship your packages tomorrow and receive them yesterday <laughs> but <laughs> So they make this decision and then the girls go upstairs to go to the bathroom because Aunt Dorothy used the bathroom downstairs and plugged the, like clogged the toilet. Yes. And Ugh. <laughs> so the, the twins, uh, Jordan and Stevie, are upstairs and they hear Beth's voice coming from the attic. It's not even close. It's not Beth's voice. It's a little kid's voice. And it's really tinny and it's, weird. It says, it's me, Beth. <laughs> Come and play with us, Beth. Like, we all float down here. <laughs> oh, no. Come and play with us, Jordan. And they're like, Beth, is that you? You sound like a clown out of a tin box. <laughs> and so they go. But being the dumb turds that they are, they go they up there. They there and they get attacked. Oh, before that, um, uh, Linda. Presents? Linda was upstairs and she had the sack of toys that she had brought in from the porch and she was about to start rewrapping them and that's when Sarah comes upstairs and tells her to come downstairs to talk about their plan and 
she left all of the toys up there and that's how they essentially oh, got it was free. upstairs for some reason i thought it was downstairs oh, no. and uh that so part really reminded me of gremlins them like giggling in the box and you yeah. hear them scratching it reminded me a lot of gremlins which this movie i'm sure a lot of it was intentional but there's a lot of times where it references other movies yes yes it does and they just i think they were just out to have a good time with this movie and it they, they definitely succeeded. feels like it and so um somebody did. <laughs> the, the girls go upstairs and they get attacked and by the time the adults hear what's happening they get upstairs just in time to see jordan's feet disappearing down the gullet of the the jack-in-the-box clown the attic sneak. yes and that's <laughs> keep saying this that's when the movie took a turning point for me and i realized that it was oh. going to be kind of cheesy and ridiculous on top of trying to be creepy at times too you didn't Which realize is, that whenever you saw the, the i was on the man. fence i was on the fence about it but yeah and i there i love adam scott's reaction oh come on <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a part before this when they first get back after tom saves howard from the snow monster mm-hmm. uh he says uh howard says i'm sorry i thought you were a spineless dickhole yeah yeah and I thought, like, that would be a great greeting card. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm sorry I thought you were a spineless dick. I'm sorry I thought you were a dick. <laughs> That's it. Now we can so go back to the attic. So, they start attacking. And they all get attacked by weird toys, yeah, I guess. Um, Howard is downstairs because his leg was still injured and he, he ended up down there. And he see he's walking through the kitchen looking for something he heard a noise or something and he has his gun out and then you see the gingerbread men like poking up out of the the windows in the gingerbread house Mm. that they had already built in (laughs) in their house and he starts getting attacked by these animated gingerbread men and he manages to shoot Oh, they they shoot the nail gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not going to argue with me? No, you guys already got on my case about this. And <laughs> you were right. I will concede that it is a nail gun, even if it is a brat nailer. Although I will say, it's, as it's, someone who has... Sorry, what, Max? It, it is not even a brat nailer. Those were like roofing nails. I'm not convinced. The size that it was, I'm not convinced that it was actually a full-size nail gun. But whatever. I don't Regardless, think that size matters when you're getting shot in the leg with nails. Uh, well, this is the point that I would like to make that has nothing to do with that, really. <laughs> That's not how nail guns work. No. They're not like bullets. They have no aerodynamics to them at all. They go spinning end over end, and you're lucky if they hit their target. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> you Allegedly. You've never shot a nail gun. You don't know. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and while he's getting attacked by... Also, Max, you were being facetious then, just then, right? Um, yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay, because I, I really would hope with our shared history that you didn't think that I had shot and... Shot and? That I had shot and... <laughs> that I had shot a nail that gun. I had done shot and a nail gun. I know we've used one together. Have we ever shot one at each other? 
Oh, uh, staples. We shot staples at each other. We weren't brave enough to do the full size nail gun because they were like sixteen penny. Nails. I mean, I knew we we did recently use my Brad nailer. No, this was like uh, like I don't know, thirty or forty years ago at this point. I don't know, but I'm pretty uh, sure we both agreed that we might die if we shot actual. <laughs> I do think the gingerbread men were using it correctly. One was pulling the trigger, and the other one was hitting the that the the trigger on the front. Yes, that was to make it shoot. That was actually pretty great. Uh, and I think one was even steadying. I think there was three at a time, which is, makes sense. Where did they get? Oh, they had the nail gun out probably to put all the boards up. Yeah, sure. Adam Scott's character was using it at one point to do that. Yeah. Okay. What were we, you and I, doing with a nail gun? When was this? What, what were we doing? With uh, it? I mean, I. I Legitimately, don't remember the actual thing that we were doing, but I know that we were shooting stones and stuff, and hearing them go as they would hit and fly yeah, off. Yeah, I do remember that. I thought so. It was and it was risky because our fingers had to be close to where the nails came it out was to hit. Very the risky pressure. You had to, yeah switch. There's a, a <laughs> collar up front that you have to pull back, and then they shoot. Don't do this, listeners. Don't do this. It's no. dangerous. <laughs> no. You can really hurt people. Don't do this. You are absolutely likely to jam a nail through your hand or your face or your heart. Or, or someone else's. Your friend's face or heart. Or somebody's window, which is worse. It, yes. Because then you'll get in trouble. Or worse. <laughs> Expelled. So, anyways. <laughs> if you're stupid with a nail gun, it's not our fault. It's you because you're stupid. <laughs> so, anyway. Pause. So, back on track. Howard gets nailed a couple times. <laughs> and he starts shooting at the gingerbread men as they start coming at him and he runs out of bullets of course and cartridges pretty cleverly actually i think he shoots the uh kerosene lamp next to them and lights them on yes, fire they start flaming i think he does which at this point i'm um, wondering what's the rules here they're anthropomorph or they're uh living gingerbread men but yet they feel pain and they can die i guess from getting burned apparently I fire apparently so. makes them scared anyway i mean mm. oh that's true i guess i mean fire go. will alter the properties of sugar pretty well <laughs> and flesh <burned>. creme brulee <laughs> and um, rosie uh this comes scene, in and well fine no you go ahead kitty oh, rosie comes in and chomps on one while it's flaming there's the flaming thing again <laughs> I, um, and again, there were points. This scene really, also like, reminded. Oh my god! <laughs> no, go <laughs> ahead, Victor. No, you go, Max. I was just going to say that I, I enjoyed his reaction. I thought it was really funny. It was, yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. What are you saying? So, <laughs> well, then the other has anyone seen that? <sighs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just pretending. <laughs> I forget what the movie was called. Was it? Was it Toy Soldiers? Was that what it was called? Where the toy soldiers the come to life and are attacking people. Toy soldiers, little soldiers, something like that. Uh, little soldiers was a, a movie with, uh, what's his name? Frodo. Elijah Wood, I'm pretty sure. Daniel Radcliffe. Toy Affleck. soldiers is oh. the one that I, I believe toy soldiers is the one you're thinking of where they put like missile guiding chips in toys and somehow that makes them come to life and they attack people. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys talking about Toy Story? I remember. No, uh, like Toy Story for sadists. Um, but one of the soldiers had rigged up this stupid little gun that was shooting corn cob uh, spikes. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was shooting somebody in the leg with them, 
And I thought to myself, that would hurt. But I don't think corncob screwers stick on your legs is a extremely dangerous or crippling injury. It's like a bad splinter at most. I mean, it would hurt, but... <laughs> These nails... The guy's laying there like, ah, I can't move, this is... I. <laughs> yeah. These nails were at least long enough to cause some pretty serious pain and potentially maybe debilitate muscles, I guess. Really quick, and this probably won't make it into the podcast, but I'm on a Facebook group of Oh, there's something else I wanted about to mention people too. That have like and then are I, finding and then things. I, it's only funny when I, and do. I <laughs> <laughs> about people who find things in walls and other places. And like studs. The number of people <laughs> that go in for X rays and find just like chunks of metal in their bodies that they didn't know were there is really unnerving. It is a staggering number. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely remember hearing a story about somebody who had a toothache. Well, so... he's being attacked by the gingerbread men. Everybody else is upstairs. And they're getting attacked by the misfit toys. And... <laughs> they just... they were. I also don't like that movie. <laughs> they were just missing the squirk on the cheese. That movie is just as scary as this one. So... <laughs> I love the Jonathan Colton song that says, so you're a squirk on the chutes jam. Now you know how Jesus feels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so those toys were creepy as fuck. And they also really fit the, the aesthetic they were going for because they look like something that would have been hand carved in like the 1800s. Yeah. The, the, one doll that's attacking Sarah, it has the long Krampus tongue that's like, and like trying to lick her in the earball and like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. They're not. And then the bear attacks Linda. That bear looked like something from Five Nights at Freddy's. None of them are horribly effective. At their jobs? No. Nope. I thought Tom was getting murdered. Yeah. Like that, that metal robot on his back with a scissor hand <laughs> stabbing him repeatedly. I thought he's done. He's a goner. No, it, it scratched him a little. <laughs> the robot bothered me a little bit. Like the other ones I understand, they kinda like I said, they fit the they fit the aesthetic, they fit the narrative, but the robot didn't really. The aesthetic. Yeah, the, the ass the aesthetic in the <laughs> attic. Stop squeaking your chair. But yeah, like it makes like a shunk sound when it stabs him, and he goes, ah! And then she goes over and boop! And he's like, oh, thanks, honey. The jack in the box is trying to escape oh, yeah. with its predator mandibles. It's like trying to go out through the vent, and it's trying to get the, like, the faceplate off of the. Yeah, it's freaking out. The thing. And while that's happening. Linda's fighting the bear, and she <laughs> tries to pull a Molly Weasley and, not my daughter, you bitch, but doesn't quite get there in time. <laughs> and the jack-of-the-box slithers away into the vents with Jordan inside, mm. and Linda goes over to, to help Stevie, who's laying on the floor, and now, it looks like she's covered in slime. Was Stevie... She yeah. is. Did she get eaten and pooped out? Regurgitated? <laughs> I yeah, I don't, I don't really understand that at all. Maybe there was some other part to it we're supposed to infer. Maybe they cut a scene out and they just left that part in. 
I just wanted to say quick that I think it's really funny that she attempted to have an action hero moment and that's why her daughter got eaten and taken away in the belly of this creature. But she couldn't just shoot it. She had to be she had to say some some action hero y line. And as she's saying it, the music swells, it goes whoop and gets away. I also I have a note here that says and this is my last note, mm. by the way. Uh, sorry about your kids, but bullies deserve to get eaten by attic snakes. So. <laughs> that that is uh, actually a parable. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yep. That's in the Bible. Yep. Words to live by. <laughs> thou is not bully, or else thou be eaten by the attic snake. If you're a bully and you get eaten by an attic snake at school the next day, the teacher's like, "Well, now you know uh, William or whatever, whatever name was, or no, no, uh, one of your classmates was eaten by a." An attic snake. And people go, oh my god, who? And you go, oh, William, the bully. <laughs> oh, people are just going to sit down and be like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Nobody's going to care. <laughs> but <laughs> so They all go back downstairs at this point, and they hear it in the vents. And they hear and, the awful sound it's making. And Max goes, go get it, Rosie. And opens up the vent and sends the dog after it. And it sounds like she <laughs> does a pretty good job. At first. At first. Now it's like, don't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Sending Cujo through the air vents. And so she gets eaten. And then it gets quiet for a little bit. And then all of a sudden they hear the thumping. No. No, it falls through the ceiling. It falls through the ceiling. Presumably because it was just so full and breaks through the ceiling. (laughs) And that's when the elves come in. Well, that's when the ant picks up the shotgun. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. And she starts shooting the... For some reason, she's a fantastic shot and is able to pin, literally, with buckshot, apparently, pin these toys to the wall. Yeah. Because when she shoots them, they all go, (laughs) into the wall. And then... she shoots (laughs) That's, again, they tried to have this action hero moment for a second time in a row. And Adam, or uh, Tom says, finish it, whatever her name was. And she's lining up the shot, and the Jack in the Box does the creepiest thing ever, where it like it looks out the window and starts clapping its hands because it hears the elves. And then she realizes that she's fucked. Oh, and then the elves come in, and the that that's the Omi. Omi goes, elves. and that's when they all start piling in, and they're so creepy. Yeah. And they creepy. come in and they kind of swarm the the family and Howard Howard tries to go after them. Well, they take Chrissy. They take yeah, the baby. Yeah, they take the baby. Which I was really worried about how they were going to handle that. I didn't need to see a baby get murdered in some yeah. awful way. So I appreciate them just having her spirit away. away. Yeah. Elved away. And uh, they take Dorothy and yeah. Howard jumps on the attic snake jumps oh dorothy's final words were she looks at her family and goes see you in hell (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) that's the first time in the movie i liked her Uh, see i liked her the the whole time i felt like she and linda were the most relatable characters in this movie (laughs) <laughs> like she just she's like whatever i'm just gonna get drunk and then she teaches the kids how to make <laughs> peppermint schnapps peppermint schnapps <laughs> uh, so in this scene which i think comes in a bottle by itself <laughs> if you buy rumple mints but um so during that scene like there's a lot going on and like i said this is where the movie 
it this has, is where the movie had a turning point for this him. is where it, it turned back around again so we've gone through like 16 different <laughs> here we go <laughs> so uh, at this like there's a lot of times in the, in the movie where i feel like they maybe don't necessarily <clears throat> have a hard time balancing tone but I wish they would have been a little bit more consistent with their tone because I think that they made this movie exactly the way they wanted to. And I certainly don't fault them for that, but there were times it didn't quite fit well with me. Like when they tried to blend slapstick with like horror. So when Howie gets, or Howard is riding the thing out the window, you hear that wee as he goes flying out the window <laughs> and then the elves come in and they're all terrified and scared. And it just, and there went Dennis yeah, Nedry. Yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. There were those. There were a couple points in the movie where it just didn't quite fit right for me, and I didn't think it was all that great, uh, and it bothered me a little. But, but the scene's good. Then all of a sudden, you there's a a loud quaking, and you hear footsteps and chains above them, and all the elves get scared away for some reason. He howls them away. Oh, okay. I do think that happened in the beginning of the movie too, like just before the huge storm came i think there was an earthquake signifying they're now in krampus land i thought that at first too but then uh, i think it's supposed to be though sarah says something about oh they're here talking about her sister and her sister's family i think that was supposed to be the hummer rolling up because it's before he rips up the letter well that's yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again, it was very much National Lampoon's Christmas. Yeah. Cousin Eddie yeah. shows up. But I got a metal plate in my head. That was probably <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie. Just Max, after the little Max. shaking and all that stuff, little Max goes, it's him. And all the elves run away. <laughs> and it's so creepy and weird and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> they hear that really creepy howl sound. And they all look up and they're getting, I guess, orders and they all run out. And the one elf stops and looks back at them and like, I forget what he does. He might do the sl- the throat. Flips him the bird. Oh, is that it? No, I thought oh. he did like the throat slit thing or something. He does something before he like scampers off. I don't know what it was. I think he, he does the Eastern promises thing. Where you poke your <laughs> clavicle. Two fingers in your neck and then point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they. I don't know. <laughs> They decide they're going to make a break for it, I guess. They're stick with their plan, and then they all go running out. And Omi... Yeah, the plan was to get mm-hmm. the snowplow and get Omi out. shuts herself in the house and leaves herself there to be sacrificed. And... Which doesn't do a damn really. thing. Yeah, I guess it slows Krampus down for like two seconds. Because he can just leap everything in, in a single bound. But he does come downstairs and, and confronts her and recognizes her, yeah. I believe. She had the bell that he had given her before which made a very ah cr- uh, the cramp yeah it made a very creepy like poop instead of being a bell like it made yeah. it made the sound that jack in the boxes make yeah a little bit and he came downstairs and got all up in her business and that was the first time that you really got to see krampus's face too yeah and his face looks way different than a lot of the art that they show for this movie it it, yeah. it does um, and I had always believed his face had more of a, de- de- like demonic. Yeah, visage. not because this just looked like a frozen it looked old man. Like somebody had distorted the fuck out of Santa. a Santa Claus mask, basically, and they probably did. <laughs> it was a William Shatner mask that they actually bleached. <laughs> 
That's all they had to do. Oh, but they, the the costume design and makeup and special effects in this movie, like the the. You know what I'm gonna say? Effects, practical effects were so good, and that was the first. I mean, you got to see the the. Um, the toys and the elves and stuff, but that was the first time that you really got to see Krampus and just how much effort went into that whole mess. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody cosplay as Krampus one time and they went all out with their costume and I cannot imagine the amount of time that went into that. Or how uncomfortable it would be oh, to have God. all that equipment and all that stuff on you. But I, I love not... His design was was good. I think that I I would have liked something a little bit more, kind of what they set up in the beginning of him being more. I don't know. I, I maybe I just I I got too wrapped up in my own interpretation of what it was going to look like, so I was a little disappointed with the end. But I still I liked it. I thought it was really good with his with the monster reveal. Um, but I really appreciated the way he moved and yeah. the way he mocked people. When he was like all up in their space and stuff, yeah. and the jingling of the chains on his belt and on his sides, like I really liked just the intimidating sound that he had when he moved. Yeah. Yep. And how does he take out Omi? Do we see that? He opens up a cult sack, and inside is some cult toys. Oh right, yep. Yeah. With like chattering teeth. And we don't actually get to see her get eaten. She just no. We just I, see the inside of the bag. I really. And she goes, "Alvita's in." <laughs> I'll see you in. Um, I really wish that he would have just put her in the sack. I wish that he would have, because that's. I believe that's part of the lore. Is that Krampus? He has a basket that he carries on his back. Uh, I thought it was a sack that he took little, like bad little boys in, or bad little kids. I, I think I there's a couple of de- depictions. Just the bad little boys. <laughs> Just little boys. There's Krampina for girls. <laughs> Cramp misses. <laughs> Mrs. Cramps. <laughs> uh, isn't she... that just a period? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we get when we give away our, our holiday spirit. We get every woman in the world has given up their christmas spirit (laughs) i mean that does yeah where are we so omi goes away Mm -hmm. violently bag and they're out running around in the snow and yeah like kind of scuba scooby doing it scuba doobin kind of scuba diving (laughs) (laughs) so they get out there and at this point tom has the shotgun and the tremory thing comes back and he knows it's coming he he knew it was there and he was planning for it and he tells them to run he's going to sacrifice himself so he starts shooting it and slows it down long enough for them to get close to the snowplow before he realizes he's out of ammo and just lets it take him so that's when he just decides he's going to die and sacrifices himself by just he click realizes like he pulls the trigger click and just gives up and it's he could have sprinted around for a while to like make it <laughs> or chase hit him. it with the the shotgun or put the shotgun in its mouth when it tried to bite it anything but anything it just pulls him under and he goes Bye-bye. 
And and Linda goes with Stevie and Max. They're the only... Oh, and Sarah. Yeah. And uh, Linda sacrifices herself. Uh, no. Linda's not so much of a sacrifice, because I think the whole time she's screaming for her sister to help her. And her sister says, oh. hang on. <laughs> and then Sarah sacrifices Wait, herself. Wait, didn't she get taken by the winged thing? I don't know. No, that was, that was earlier. She gets cut up a bit. What happened to Linda? Linda gets eaten now by the thing. Oh, by the snow snake? Yeah, the snow snake. Which apparently it's either bigger or it's learned to get people faster because it's much better at sucking people into the snow now. <laughs> and then Sarah sacrifices herself and it yeah. just, it doesn't even, a little Which bit. Which was super stupid. I mean, yeah, there was no point yeah. to her death. And so Stevie and Max are left in the car and then the elves get a hold of Stevie snowplow what did i say car <laughs> you are determined car. not to give it it was a snowplow <laughs> give it some credit and little max is trying to start this thing now i have some experience with diesel uh-huh. equipment uh if the weather's really as cold as they said it was it's not gonna start it just yeah, minus 20 degrees and it's been sitting out there for that long no but poor little 12 year old I mean, you have to leave it plugged into the no, because he's a dumb little shit who brought Krampus on everybody. Then, does he say, I only know how to drive a stick, or I don't know how to drive a stick? I had a hard time with that, too. I couldn't pick up on what he said. I don't even know how to... I don't think he would have ever gotten that truck out of there, even if it had yeah. started. I think he said, I don't even know how to drive a stick. I guess that's the only thing that would make sense. Because big diesel trucks like that, that's double clutching, okay. too, which he would have no Not to mention all the hydraulics for the... Never mind, let's not get into it. No, so... So anyway, <laughs> the, the elves come up and steal Stevie away, and then Max gets out of. Bye, Stevie. You were yeah. a bully. <laughs> the snowsake disappears because Krampus howls again, and no, Max beats one of them off with a tire iron, and it falls in the snow, and it eats it anyway. Oh, like the snow snake. Max beats something off. That's what you said. Little Max <laughs> beats an elf. Little Max. To the ground. Little Max toes up, uh, squares up with a, <laughs> an elf and beats it mercilessly with a tire iron until it falls off into the snow and the snow snake eats it because apparently it can't discern between friend and foe and just sucks it right under. And it, the elf struggles too, like it knows what's coming. And the snow snake leaves. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's like the sarlacc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and, was our Boba Fett. And, uh... <laughs> so it leaves and that's when when max gets out of the truck and he goes krampus finds him i guess no he starts following the sound of her screaming in the chains well at what point did krampus give him the torn up well that was i think i think that was before he started listening for the screaming oh oh geez man Yeah. yeah he walks up to him and he just hands him the bell and it's wrapped up in in his torn up santa letter and then so max wanted all of his family to get back together and be happy and what they got was not so he hears stevie screaming and he goes after her and he comes upon the fucking goblin king the most like wannabe pagan ritual ever also the most jim hansen <laughs> wannabe 
thing ever. <laughs> they, I, it felt very Jim Hansen to me. Like if Jim Henson took acid. Henson. <laughs> if Jim Henson took a- acid. Jim, Jim Hansen was part of a band, I think. <laughs> Henson. <laughs> it's just and he. Th- there was the. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> the reindeer. I'm, I'm I sure they're like buffalo yak deer. <laughs> I was making reindeer motions. You just couldn't see it. Uh huh. And they were very convincing. <laughs> they go like this. <laughs> Guys, stop! It was like this, <laughs> prancing around and stuff. And they're headbutting each other, and the elves are being ridiculous or being something. I don't creepy know. Creepy emo elves. And the Pause. ground. Pause. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have anything that I can do. <laughs> oh, sometimes I sneeze and it like hurts parts of me. Yeah. Do you ever smell like my something? back really hurts now? <laughs> do you ever smell something weird after you sneeze? No. Like yes, I do. Like your nasal passages somehow pick up on like I don't know bacteria or something oh. in your nose, and you smell something really weird that is it's like the smell of a sneeze. It's weird. I'm glad that I'm not the only one. And then I don't have cancer. One time. No, you're not the only one. Hang on, we gotta take a break. I'm I hurt right now. <laughs> one time Vic was on the toilet. I just pulled every muscle in my torso. And sneezed and threw his back up. Oh yeah, I almost passed out. <laughs> it was really like that <laughs> was one of the most horrifying experiences of my life. Because I knew I was gonna get laughed at for it. Because I was sitting on the toilet. And I sneeze, and because I was in a sitting position, my spine bent further than it normally would have when I sneezed. And, like, this ripple of pain went up my back, and my vision narrowed, and, like, it was bad. And I just, like, I was within 2% of passing out. And the whole time I was like, can't pass out, people will laugh at me. You did anyway. Everybody. Yep, literally everyone. <laughs> Tyler must pass down the shitter. <laughs> yep. My mom thought it was funny. She did. <sighs> she laughed at it too. <sighs> oh, <that was> good. <laughs> Kitty is very much like Linda from Bob's Burgers. They show up, he's like, Linda, you can't keep a secret. And then it shows him arriving at a dinner party. <laughs> And she goes, sorry we're late, everyone. Bob has diarrhea. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you want to hear what my kid's poop was earlier? Because I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he comes upon this Jim Henson nightmare ritual and says to Krampus, I take back my wish. I'm sorry. And chucks the bell out into the middle of the snowy field. And summons a portal to hell. Which <laughs> were they planning on him doing that? Did they have their own system for summoning the portal? What's going on here? <laughs> Wait, I don't know. Well, Krampus, Krampus looked at the Santa note, and yeah, it looked like there was going to be a moment everybody was waiting, and he was like going to say and something. He wiped his tear away. Mm. Yeah, and then he just laughs in its face, Every- and then throws Stevie in and hell. Everybody starts <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Uh. And then he picks up Max, and he was going to let Max live, and he holds him over the pit of hell. As a reminder, that was a terrible, I don't know what that was. It was like almost Transylvania. What did you even say? 
It's a reminder. Yeah, you... Reminder. It's a reminder. That's like Scottish. <laughs> That's the Scottish now. I can only... It was I can only do one Central accent, European and it's before. all of them. They also have pagans there. Let's not talk about <laughs> They have grass there, too. I think. I mean. And the midges. <laughs> oh, God. They sound awful. Yeah, they really do. But So, he ends up <laughs> dropping Max into the, the pit after Max goes, I'm sorry. And... <laughs> He drops a steamer, yep, would you say? Yeah, he dropped a steamer. And then I got to hear groans of annoyance. Mm, I got real mad. I was so mad. I started scribbling hardcore because I thought this was all going to be, it was all a dream. And they, I'm going to review the hell out of this movie. <laughs> I'm going to give it no stars. <laughs> which will mean nothing because we constantly say don't believe our ratings because you should make it up for yourself <laughs> you should make up your own opinion you should believe in your own rating <laughs> I yeah I was very it ends like a reverse Donnie Darko <laughs> Max wakes up from a dream and falls out of his bed mm-hmm. and he comes downstairs everybody's okay and this is the fine. point where I have questions okay <laughs> we always get to the point of the movie where I have questions and this is it. And this we are is here it. now. We're at that point. So they're all sitting around opening gifts, and mm-hmm. everything's fine. I don't know, I just like we've been waiting for you for forever. And then he opens a gift that ends up being the Krampus bell, and it reminds me of the wailing bell from. Oh yeah. Dead by yes. Daylight. Similar, similar yes. usage, I think. And kind of. Everybody starts kind of looking around, all scared and weird. Everyone looks at it, yeah. Were they hearing what we were hearing? Because we started hearing bits and pieces of what had happened over the last 72 hours. I think that was supposed to be, in my mind, I think that was Max saw the bell first and remembered what was happening and then they all saw it and like up up until that point they all maybe believed it was a dream okay and they didn't want to talk about it so and then they, they saw had the, bell. the same quote-unquote dream i would assume so but no no one talked about it or maybe it was a shared like hallucination type thing that that was magical and that was what broke them out of it because krampus is actually a fucking asshole and put them all in a snow globe forever to spend purgatory together to fulfill max's wish but he made sure that they knew where they were and that's what makes him an asshole is that he made sure that they knew i have laughing boogers i get that too i get like phlegm in my throat whenever i'm laughing too much uh what was what did you guys say earlier (laughs) phlegm phlegm logging heisen that's the one oh heisen Heisen yeah heisen flamen today do you got heisen in your flamen I'll hide from your flamen. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my flamen hasn't had a good heisten in a while. <laughs> so, all right. I was really, really angry at that ending. And I turned to Kitty and I said, there's only one way that they can do this that I won't be angry. And they did it. And I'm not. I actually really, really like that ending. Spoilers. 
We always say spoilers afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to stab you. The knife is in your chest. Spoilers. <laughs> All right. You like the way I it ended? I did. I like Dark. Well, then they, they threw in the elf jump scare at the very, it's very true. end. They did. I missed it. Yep. That's that's an instant two star Fuck reduction. that jump scare. Not that they were gathering a Sorry. lot of stars. Listeners, can you listen? That. Listen. <laughs> this is me hitting my paper and showing Kitty that on my paper it says, fuck that jump scare. Oh. It's, it's not written was, very well. I Don't. was looking at the spot below it where you had a, a a misprint, and you wrote, "I licked the ending." Just snotted out of my nose. I yeah, I did not like the jump scare at all as. We are truly disgusting people. I don't know how much of you, this you guys are cutting out or not, but I feel like everyone now knows far more about us than they ever wanted to. I signed up to listen to idiots talk about scary movies, and I learned way more about these idiots' bodily fluids. Yes. Jump scare is fucking stupid, and it did not need to be there. Otherwise, I really liked the way that it ended, but the very ending was fucking annoying. I didn't even see it. I must have, like... Yeah, like all the elves come in to the camera with their stupid faces yeah. and they're, they go... Bleh, 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 bleh. I must have checked out right before that <laughs> happened. Speaking of bodily fluids, I found out I have a fourth one I didn't know about. Can you excrete ink from your eyes? Oh, <laughs> no, not yet. Keep working on it. I believe in you. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, stupid jump scare. All right. Time. So... <laughs> uh, let's try to get through this as quick as we can unfortunately you all want to get to you know your eggnog or whatever you have going on yeah. today uh so let's start with max what was your favorite part my favorite part was the chain in the chimney that was so good i, I don't know it just it struck a real good it was very uh t Doty walker me tie Doty walker from scary stories. Exactly. And Me I thought of that when the chain came down. And I thought, if anything comes out of a chimney, I'm not going no. towards it. Well, <laughs> they set up pretty early on that the whatever his name was, Howie Jr., was not all there. They reinforced that a lot. True. He was very very motivated by food and especially sugar. Did he say a single word the whole nope. movie? Yeah, I didn't think so. Nope. Not a single one. Nope. <laughs> Can I go next? Yeah, I was gonna My favorite part was the very beginning whenever Beth sees Krampus and he's leaping from roof to roof, rooftop to rooftop doing that amazing howl. I really love the way that was set up. My fa- I think I would trade my ability to walk normally to be able to leap 50 feet in a bound. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd have to figure out how I'm going to get around my house. <laughs> so you could only leap 50 feet? I mean, you can shuffle. <laughs> You'd have to have like... Yeah, I would have to like shuffle. Islands. <laughs> Your rooms would have to be islands set apart very specifically. I'm going to go to the kitchen. <laughs> oh, shit. I missed. <laughs> Overshot. <laughs> Smash it at the wall and fall over. My favorite part, I think, was... I just had it. Where did it go? Oh, the part where Krampus wipes the tear away from Max's face at the end and then laughs at him. Oh. Uh, yeah. That was good. Oh. Max, what was your least favorite part? Uh, oh, boy. It really sounded like you said fart there. 
<laughs> what was your least favorite part? Let's not. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. Well, the one where it was just a fart. That was probably that my was least dollar. favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's a gamble. <laughs> oh, God. Never trust a fart. Uh, my least favorite part was um, probably the grandma. <laughs> She waits until several members of the family have been yeah. taken they're... to start getting into the meat of why this is happening. I was going to say, they're not her family, but Beth was, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at least Beth was. But uh, My least favorite part was, I wish they would have toned down some of the cheesy slapstick just a little bit. For me personally, like I said, I think they made the movie they wanted to, and props to them, but I, some things didn't work for me. <laughs> They could have thrown a pie in this movie and it would have been been okay. Like a pie that had tax in it or something or made of acid underneath or something. Like thumb Or just even a clown riding a a unicycle through. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it got so ridiculous at one point that I I guess I wanted this movie to be more creepy than anything. And that that was... It's a small nitpick, but that was really my only problem. Uh, Some of the jokes were a little meh. Whenever you said a pie with tax, I thought you meant, like, income tax, and I was very confused. <laughs> it's got your W-2s in it. Oh, no. Oh, wait, you want those filing your taxes. Hooray. But they're a year late. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. You now owe the IRS $50,000. Yes. And not only that, but they are going to... <laughs> they're going to sit Krampus on you. All right. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe it's not so bad as all that. And I also don't know anything about tax law, so everything I said may have just been completely inaccurate. We are I don't not know. accountants. So I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. What did I say about doing air quotes? <laughs> we are not experts in anything. <laughs> At all. Please don't expect that from us. Not, not even podcasting. Especially not so. podcasting. That's lowest on the list for us, I think. Uh, my, I'm a pretty good pooper. That's what I'm good at. My least favorite part, I think, was I want to take some fiber pills while she. Cool. Part. I I I don't really know that I have a least. It's okay if you part. don't. Like there was nothing. There's, you there's nothing that one. stands out to me as me thinking, man, I really fucking hate this. I mean, it doesn't have to be something you fucking hate, just something you dislike. I mean, there most of the movies, there's something that sticks out like that for me, oh, and okay. that's well, usually my least favorite part. But this, well, cool. this one, there, there isn't one. We'll put you down as NA. <laughs> All right, Max. What was the scariest part for you? <laughs> Uh, chain in the chimney. Unfortunately, I think. Uh, it, Go ahead. It's my favorite part because it's my scariest. <laughs> and uh, it was actually the first and last time in the whole movie I actually felt dread. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, it sounds. Max and I picked both the scariest and favorite part for the same thing. Or strike that, reverse it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I 
Beth running through the town knowing that there's no way she's going to get away from this horrifying creature was terrifying. Uh, I think that the scariest part for me was the thought of being eaten by the attic snake. Yeah, I guess it has some way of that incapacitating you first. Maybe it shoots the... Getting eaten by a regular snake would also oh, not be oh very God. pleasant. No, and the the attic snake had like had similar to predator jaws, basically. They're called mandible. Mandible, <laughs> and it was just unsettling. I don't like clowns. I don't like creepy old doll toys. And it's I don't like being opening. eaten. I don't like being eaten. I'm gonna get Kitty a creepy old clown I'm doll for Christmas it. from a. Or sell it on eBay. I'm going to buy two. So after you burn it, I'm going to stick the other one where you left it. You made a mistake because you told me, and now I know, and now I'll just burn both of them. Well, I'll have to get a third one. And you just have to forget that you heard that. for the next four hours just doing this over and over again. I'll get a 673rd one. That's it. That's my whole new goal in life is to become a very successful caster and businessman so I can spend. $80 $80 million buying a whole abandoned warehouse full of old clown dolls that nobody bought because they were fucking creepy. And I'm just, every time you get rid of one, I'm going to put another one back in your house. Oh, the most elaborate practical That joke. is my new life's goal. Alright. <laughs> so, we did. We just okay. got to give our overall and scary ratings. Max, overall rating. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give him a good five out of ten. Oh, that was lower than I was expecting. Um, yeah, I, it's not a good movie, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, in my opinion, uh, but it they there were certain things they did like uh, mimicking, you know, uh, family v- Christmas mm. vacation and a uh, couple other movies, <laughs> and they, I, it was like, ah, yeah, you know, all right. Uh, I'm actually going to give this movie a 7 out of 10 because it had a lot that I really liked and while I don't think that it really excels as a comedy or a scary movie it kind of blends the two fairly well and I I found it pretty enjoyable. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 overall. Oh Uh, heavens. I thought it was just a really fun movie. I had a good time watching it and and ultimately that is what I look for in in most movies is whether or not I enjoyed it. So that's very fair. Okay. I'm going to increase my score by one star because it was just fun to watch. Like I would watch it again. Uh, I would, I would make a family tradition (laughs) of watching this every Christmas. Oh yeah. Fuck your, what what's that movie? The Christmas story. That's the one. God, I'm so tired of watching that movie. I almost got you a Christmas story shirt for Christmas <laughs> oh. because I thought it would be funny because you hate it so much. It's a cute movie. It's funny. But when you see it 700 goddamn times in one season, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like USA becomes the Christmas story channel for like 48 hours. 24. They do 24 hours straight of a <sighs> Christmas story. I was being. What is a Christmas story? What happens <laughs> in that movie again? That's the, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Movie. Oh, 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 God. Oh. Yeah, I watched that one time. It's just, I, think I'm yeah. I love it. I watch it every year. I just tune it out. I mean, they make the leg lamp people. They do. Buy. They make lots of leg lamp shit. <laughs> but. And you can still get a Red Rider BB gun. 
All right. Uh, scary rating, Max. I'll, I'll give it a one for the chain, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I think that might be your I mean, it, it was, to me. So far. Mercy Black, I think, <laughs> even had more than that at, like, three. <laughs> I think it did, too. Hey, well, just to me, this wasn't a scary movie. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't like watching yeah. his house yeah. or something. So, I there's a couple of things here. Um, hang on. Nope. Apparently not going to burp. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, there's a couple of things here that work into my feelings about this movie. And I agree with Max. It's not... I don't think it's really meant to be a scary movie. Because... For in order for you to feel terror from a movie, you have to empathize with those characters and put yourself in their position. And I didn't really empathize with any any one of them. I kind of wanted all of them, all of them to get murdered, and I kind of expected them all to get murdered. So I didn't really have a whole lot of feelings of of terror and dread, other than maybe a couple of small points where imagining being in a certain situation, like for example, when she's running through the town and the things leaping behind her, and you can hear her going, Ooh, like it's fucking creepy. So. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 because there's certain scenes that are creepy, but overall, it's not eh, 4 out of 10, to be honest. It's just... Alright. Uh, for my scary rating, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. I feel like if I were a kid, it would be a lot scarier. And it kind of feels like a kid's horror movie to mm. me. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, kind of. Just... I don't think that its intention was to be scary. I think it was meant to feel like gremlins or critters or Kremlins. leprechaun or did you say kremlin <laughs> that's, that's a, a real, real terrifying thing, thing. <laughs> so I, I i honestly don't think it was very scary at all and i gave it a three but right. i think overall i give it a nine because like i said it was just it was cute and funny to watch so i really really enjoyed the set design a lot the sound design, the costume design, I said the, set set, design. the set design, oh. yeah. all of those things. I think they did a <laughs> yes. really good job overall. Practical effects. And the the actors had really good chemistry with each other. They made you feel incredibly uncomfortable and awkward. And like they were in this horrible... Oh, that was the one thing. Uh, <laughs> Linda notices the angel on the top of the tree oh. and is like, is that mom's angel from her tree? And Sarah's like, yeah, and then Linda's looking at it, and she sees one of those popsicle stick uh, picture frames with the pictures, picture of them as children in it. She goes, wow, you really kept everything, didn't you? And that whole thing was uncomfortable to me, because, like, why did Linda get dibs on any of these things? I, I didn't take it to be uncomfortable. I took it to be them kind of reconnecting a little bit and kind of giving us a little bit of insight as to why they are a bit at odds. Cause she said, I remember every year we'd fight over who got to put it on the top of the tree. And yeah. Linda or uh, uh, Sarah says, you fight dirty. I still have scars. And it's a nice little exchange. One of them says, where do you think they get it from talking about the girls? Mm. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's a, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, definitely so. an enjoyable one to watch uh, during the Christmas season. Yeah. Alright, so unless you guys have anything else that you want to talk about. Just want to say Merry Christmas. We gave you the greatest gift of all, listening to us for an indeterminate amount of time because we haven't edited this yet. Yeah, pre-edited it is 2 hours and 38 <laughs> minutes and 33, 34, 35. Woo, you're going to get about an hour and 15 minutes of that. <laughs> we, so. we can cut that down. Let's, let's do like 45. <laughs> but 
But we do wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and yours. From us and ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so good. Sure. I have nothing left I, to say. I hope that you get visited by <laughs> the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future night, and I hope it's terrifying. Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> What's his name is really terrifying. <laughs> Jacob Marley. Oh my god, is he scary. <laughs> oh, there's more gravy than gravy about him. Real quick, love the Mickey Mouse version of oh, A Christmas Carol. Scrooge McDuck. Goofy plays Marley. <laughs> I just remember there's a couple of different reincarnations of that. And the one the one weird animated Jim Carrey one that they did, Jacob Marley is legitimately horrifying. They really went out of their way to make him scary. My favorite is uh, the Muppets. Yeah, the Muppets. With uh, Michael uh uh, yeah. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. And the yep, ghost yep, of yep. Christmas yep, past in that one is also terrifying. Yeah. Just really creepy. I don't like it. Real quick. Yeah. I'm going to give you guys something <laughs> yeah. fun that you can do. If you say my cocaine, you're saying Michael Caine's name in his accent. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael yeah, Caine. Oh, wow. Also, Piton. That's my happy place word. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> From Piton to you. Scrooged. I also like that one. That's good. <laughs> okay, bye. So long. I thought you said oolong. Oolong. <laughs> <laughs>